0: Welcome. How are you all? Good? Fantastic. How's our... Oh, there we go. How's our energy levels this morning? Great. We're going all right. Some of us are needing some convincing. Uh, My name's Dave. I'm one of the pastors here. It's fantastic to have you here. Uh, In a minute, I'm going to introduce two people to you uh, from Kairos Prison Ministry, and today's sermon's going to look different. Normally, we get up and we teach the Word of God Today you're going to be privy to a conversation um, that is just dripping the Word of God. Um, and we're going to talk through uh, just what God has done in, in a man's life and through a particular ministry. I'm really excited for that. But before we do that, we just felt it important to take a moment. Um, obviously, in the last couple of days, there's been some news out in New Zealand uh, where some horrific things have happened. And we want to take a moment just to pray as a church, to pray over... Um, Just that whole situation, we actually want to take a moment to pray for the Islamic community and um, that whatever is happening, that God would actually be working in and through that and bringing them to Jesus so that they would know the one that they seek, um, but so that, that there wouldn't be that. Retaliation that there wouldn't be more persecution which happens against them. Um, so we just want to lift them up uh, and we want to recognise that while that gets media because it happened in a Western culture, actually this stuff is happening every single day all over the world and we never hear about it and we need to take some time to pray for our world. So could you stand to your feet and join me uh, in agreement? and we just want to pray, pray for our world and pray for the shalom of God as we talked about the last two weeks, that his kingdom would come How much does this reveal the need for the kingdom of God to come, to break out? Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that in the midst of confusion and turmoil, you still sit on your throne. And Lord, we ask God for your shalom to come. Father, we ask that this would be a wake-up call for your church to not sit in comfort, to not sit back having our great Sundays, but to go into the world to make disciples, to be the light in the world, to do whatever it takes to see the message of Jesus Christ, of love, of reconciliation, of belonging, forgiveness and renewal to spread across this earth. And so, Father, we lift up that the Islamic community, God, and we pray, Father, that... You would grab their hearts, God. We thank you um, that they are faithfully seeking you. And I just pray that as they, they seek, Allah, that they will find Jesus. And that they would find the hope of, and security of eternal salvation in you. And so we lift them up. We pray you hold them, you wrap them up in their grief. And that the name of Jesus would be proclaimed. And Lord, we pray for that nation, New Zealand. We pray for the nations around it and all the nations of the world where horrific things are happening. God, for your shalom to break out, for the church to rise up and be the church and for you to work all things to good. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So I'd like to introduce you to to Rob uh, and to Moose and we want to welcome these guys. Can we give them a big round of applause? So we've got, we got some stools here. We, we might stand up. It might be hard for us to sit down. Um, but, yeah, so I just want to introduce you guys to Rob and to Moose. Uh, and these guys are from Kairos Prison Ministry. In a moment, we'll invite Lee Cunningham to come up and share more around that. Um, but first, Rob, can I start with you? Um, just talk us through Kairos Prison Ministry. I'm going to sit down now. Uh, which one? Which one? Uh, what is... What is Kairos Prison Ministry, for those who haven't heard it? How did you get involved?
1: What's your heart? Well, how did I get involved? You've got to say God is a God of surprises and God's got a sense of humour. When I uh, was a a bloke in the church that I worship and he heard about... uh, Kairos Prison Ministry started in the States and was brought to Australia around about... uh, in the, in the 80s, I think it was, or a bit later than that anyway, it doesn't, the date doesn't matter. Um, and so, so this guy went over to Sydney to uh, Silverwater uh, Prison and, and experienced uh, what, we, what Kairos calls a short course, which is a three-and-a-half-day course. Some of you may be aware of a movement called Fourth Day Movement. And, uh, and he was just blown away with the impact that, that God has on men, who had uh, given up all hope, really, uh, in terms of their place in the community? Um, and I have got to say, when, uh, before going any further, that if some of you are, are, have been impacted by crime and are still working through that, um, God is a is a God of grace and mercy, and uh, and just open your hearts to to to, to try and bury that um, that fear, if you like, that events like that may have caused in your life. But so he he went over there and and then brought brought it back to to Adelaide and um, we were allowed to go into Mobilong Prison. And when he asked me if I'd be on the team that goes in, a team of 24 blokes go in and I thought I was going in for the three and a half day course. I thought, yeah, I can handle that God, (laughs) that's not too much of a problem. Um, and then about, we do about 35 hours of team formation um, because clearly if we're going into a prison um, uh, as God's representatives um, then we need to be united and you don't grab men from, and women depending on whether there's not a a women's prison big enough here to, to have a Kairos program but anyway so when you don't grab a group of people and from all different churches and just go into a church. And you've got to give God the opportunity to to weld us into a team, which he he does really effectively. Um, So about halfway through that team formation, I heard, oh, didn't tell you this, Rob, but there's a a continuing program, you know, a weekly program. We go there every week. Uh, And I'm living in Adelaide, and this is in Murray Bridge, you see, and I think, oh, okay, God, (laughs) you you can handle this one. I don't know if I can, but, um, and so, Uh, Yeah, and and that was back in 2001, and I thought, oh, well, it's only six months, you know. I'll be out of here in six months. And and here I am now talking about Kairos Prison Ministry to you folk, and and that's the power of this ministry. And when you hear Moose's story, you'll understand why I'm still involved as I am, because, you know, I come from a church where it's uh, pretty... It's like a lot of churches, I suppose, it's getting older and it's getting smaller. And um, there isn't the energy in that church that I experienced here today. And it's certainly not the, it's not, I don't experience the grace of God in that church that I see in a prison. And you think, wow, that, how, how do you, you know, prisons are dark places. How do you, how do you see God at work? Well, of course you see that the darker the place, the, 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 the brighter the light you know, Amen. and and so it's really re-energised my Christian journey and uh, and when I said God's got a sense of humour I mean if you knew what my journey was you, you'd say well yeah God has got a sense of humour because I'd thought I'd be the last person that he'd want up here talking about Kairos prison ministry to you folk um, but mm-hmm. God is a God of grace and, and mercy and and again that sense of humour when you, when you here I am standing up in front of you as a, as a guy who's pretty much middle class has had a privileged life really um, and hasn't experienced the the hardness of life and 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 then you know I meet a guy like moose in prison and and we're brothers in Christ yeah. um, you know I, I often said to moose you know we've got nothing in common mate you know I, I, my story compared to your story and he said yes Rob you're forgetting. We've our common ground is Christ. So uh, I, I, that's all I want to say at this point because really Moose's um, story is a story of redemption and 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 you'll see the way God works in, in, in our lives.
0: Yeah, so good. Thanks, Rob. So let me just phrase what we're, I guess, the heart behind some of this stuff. It was probably, I don't know how many years ago, Lee and I had a conversation and I said to him, I've just got this something burning within me that I feel like God's stirring this desire to go into prisons and encourage people to do that. And really from Matthew 25, 31, when, uh, Jesus is talking about the sheep and the goats. He says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he'll sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him. He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And the king will say to those on his right, come. You a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you. When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it unto me. And I just feel like God's stirring us, and this is an opportunity now just to hear from Moose around some of your story and and I guess how God has moved through a mission a ministry and a mission like Kairos to impact your life. So Just take a moment, if it's all right, to share, I guess, life before Kairos, um, before prison even, and how did you get to where you got?
2: Okay, um, I was born Jason Andrew Elliott. Yes, I have a real name. (laughs) And uh, I'm a a, a surviving child of seven siblings that died. Uh, My mum uh, was a mental health patient. She received a shock treatment. My dad was a Vietnam veteran. he came come back with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So when I talk, uh, my, my parents done the best they could. So I'm, I'm not here to say they, they weren't great parents. Uh, I, I was a pretty problem child. But, um, they'd done their best. And uh, I didn't understand their mental health uh, growing up. So uh, I guess I took it to heart in some instances. But uh, from a very young age, I was four years old. I was awoken. Uh, my mum was... Uh, uh, being attacked by an intruder, uh, he had a knife to her, he was trying to rape her, and uh, I raced out there with all of my four-year-old might and scared him off, but that particular intruder uh, went off to, uh, to to rape and kill two women, so my mum would have been uh, the first one, but uh, we managed to f- fought him off and uh, after that uh, I saw a lot of uh, road accidents and, and, and saw a lot of close-up of death. So. By the time I was 10 years old, I'd, I'd seen sex and and and, and death in, in, in the wrong way, so I was a very confused boy and I started to uh, steal alcohol and uh, resort to marijuana. That led on to doing harder drugs. And uh, by 17, I was a career criminal and I'd had several charges by that stage. And then I uh, entered adulthood and I ended up in uh, Yatla Prison in 1991, I think it was. That was My first experience with jail and uh, it was quite enjoyable, believe it or not. Uh, I had good company, Um, I fitted in. It was like an apprenticeship to go on to be Greatest Things. So I went on to to become a a gangster and control uh, Heine Street, uh, both by drug dealing, pimping, violence. I entered uh, the Outlaw Motorcycle Club scene and uh, continued my journey. Uh, Nothing against uh, their members I chose to do things in my life that didn't concern them. So it wasn't wasn't a club decision as such, it was just me being violent. And uh, in that time of violence, uh, uh, I was shot in the head, I was shot in the hand, I was stabbed. So before I even knew God, he was uh, there as a protector. Um, I I was a tattooist for for 20 something years. And uh, at one stage I was so violent, I came up with this foolproof scheme if I uh, took your money for the tattoo and then picked a fight with you, well, that's easier than doing the tattoo. So, um, a lot of misconception where violence took me. Uh, the police uh, have on file that uh, I'm a highly volatile gang member that's not frightened to express emotions through violence. So, uh, I have criminal charges from uh, attempt of murder down to just traffic offences. I lost my licence for 10 years for... Uh, evading police, endangering lives and everything. So uh, it, it, it was a, um, a life a lot of people can't comprehend, can't understand, but uh, it was drugs and violence every day and uh, everything I was trying to mask from my childhood was hidden uh, amongst all of these things. I know drugs and alcohol uh, isn't the answer, but it did make me forget the question for some time.
0: So with that as as a as a background, you wind up in prison. Yes. Um, where do you see God in that? Looking back now, do you see the hand of God in that? I
2: was, true, t- totally substance uh, um, dependent, so uh, I, I I didn't even see the good in anything. So. Uh, I failed to see God in, in any of that and uh, I thought it would be a great idea to uh, tattoo 666 on me and, and really uh, denounce uh, your God and um, I decided to take on life myself. So, honestly, and all that, uh, I, I, there wasn't a God, you know. Yeah.
0: And so what happens in prison then? Like, here you are now, sitting on a church platform, about to share the gospel and what God's done in your life and when we sat down and had a, had a chat the other day, just the grace of God is, is now all over you. what happened what happened in prison and how did how did this happen? Well, after returning to prison
2: in later years uh, from 2010, jail wasn't that very nice place that I thought it was. Um, it's a very dark place, very violent. You know, if you just grab the the worst criminals in your town and, and put them all in the one room, and then you're off to fend for yourself. It's, uh, it's nerve wracking every day, it's, uh, it's a struggle, it's a challenge. I had uh, children by this stage, and I went to jail and, 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 and I lost it all. You know, I, I, I um, lost all my belongings, I lost a Harley Davidson, etc. So I was sitting uh, in this cell, and uh, there, there, was, there was a noise at night. And I looked out my cell window, there was nothing there but I found a Bible and I thought it would be humorous to pick it up and open it. <laughs> and it said uh, virtually uh, in the Proverbs uh, that jail is where I needed to be. So uh, me being me, I uh, suddenly started to abuse God. No, you put me here, you introduced me to these people. started blaming God and I threw the Bible down. Next morning I woke up, we have to do cell cleaning inspections. inspection, so I thought, oh, i would better pick up the damn Bible. And I said, God, I'll give you one chance because I'm a generous man. You know, here, here I am <laughs> telling God I'm a generous man. I'm a generous guy. I'll give you another chance. I'll open up the Bible. If it says something, uh, I might listen, you know, but uh, don't hold your breath. So I open it up and it says, uh, I'll do bad things and blame God. And I'm like, <laughs> you got me, all right? <laughs> so I didn't know what to do with that. But, but I knew something, uh, something happened and I saw a, a prison chaplain who turned out to be a lazy Christian and I told him I wanted to go to church and, and nothing happened. I come back outside and uh, I led my life of crime and ended up back in jail again and uh, I saw a wonderful fellow called uh, Albert Patrizzi. Uh, I'd served some time with him back in the day. He'd done five years jail for, for, for drug offences and that. He was walking through the uh, yard at Moblong. And I said to my mate, uh, is that Albert Patrese? He said, yeah. I said, well, what's, he, what's he doing? He goes, he's a prison chaplain now. I said, oh, this is great. <laughs> I walked over to him. I said, Albert, I've got some money. What are we bringing in? You know, what's the scheme here? And he said, Jesus. I said, no, Albert, I know you. You're a thieving little bugger. <laughs> What's the scheme? Are you bringing something in in the lunchbox? If so, I in. Mean, he goes, No, nah, Jesus. And I'm like, Ah, oh, you've changed. Come back and saw him a couple of weeks. I said, Oh, well, this is too good to be. What's the catch, buddy? You know, let me in. He's like, Jesus. I'm like, Nah, I don't get it. And he said, Oh, come along to the journey program. It's Tuesday night up at Mobilong. I'm like, okay. So I asked a few prisoners, What's this journey program? Ah, oh, it's a bunch of guys that come in. They bring in Milo and Biscuits. Oh, you got me. <laughs> you got me. I said, I, said, I, said, I said, you bugger, you got me, right? So I've gone up there Tuesday night and they had Biscuits and they had Milo. And I was smart. I, I, I lined my pocket with plastic and I nicked their bloody Milo. <laughs> right? And uh, I started to go up there a couple of Tuesdays and, and they had great Biscuits, like I said. And they said, there's a course coming up. It's a four-day course. It's an introduction to Christianity. You go on there with about 22 other prisoners and you get away from prison for four days virtually. And there's biscuits. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm in. So I signed up for it. And This course you have to book in. It was coming up to the time. And uh, Mobalong Prison called me in. On the Friday, the course was going to start next Tuesday. They said, you've got home D. I said, that's great. I'm going home, half a sentence. This is good, you know. I went and told the fellas. They're like, oh, we've been praying for you. Sorry you can't come. We'll see you when you get out. So uh, God, having the sense of humour like you mentioned, he thought it would be a great idea to get me charged Sunday night for attempted murder inside... My home uh, detention got uh, cancelled. Even though I had no part of the attempted murder, uh, in my younger days, I was national action and Ku Klux Klan, so uh, I got swastika tattoos and that. Uh, A young coloured fella had been stabbed, so he was in my unit, I got the blame. So, uh, come Tuesday, I've gone up to this course, and they go, wow, we thought you were getting... We were praying for you to do this course. I said, thank you very bloody much, (laughs) you know? So... uh, I'd done this course, and not only did they have biscuits, but they had uh, prawns. <laughs> but, you know So uh, you, you're talking about a guy that's uh, done six and a half months jail there, hadn't seen prawns for a while. So uh, I said I'd take a of it, you know? But the third day, Jesus revealed himself, and uh, he told me he loved me, and, and he showed me right from wrong, and, and he followed me back to the cell. And I said, Jesus, I, I, I want to follow you. And, uh, but I've tried this before. So I went and told Albert, I want to follow Jesus. And uh, I get out on this date. Can you be there to pick me up and take me to church? And uh, he was there waiting. And uh, we were going up to Edge Church, Renella. And uh, at the top of the stairs, and I got out the car. And of course, the enemy attacked me. Oh, this isn't you hanging around all these sandal and Christians, you know. <laughs> They're going to do your head in, you know. You're going to beat a few of them up. So I said, Albert, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I, I'm not walking up there, you know. And Albert goes, look, you've come this far. Just walk to the top of the stairs, look in the door. If anybody says anything, I'm walking with you. I get to the top of these stairs, look in the church. There's this fella from New Zealand, Mad Dog. He's got a tattoo right here. And nobody was looking at him or talking. I said, Albert, let's go eat their food. So we went in there, sat down, and then God was in my life. This turned into this. I started to praise worship. I started to surrender. I said, use me, God. And uh, go on.
0: Yeah. Can you just, for a moment, yeah, that's worth a clap, I think. <laughs> So you mentioned that you mentioned that Jesus got you on that third day. Can you talk through that encounter? How did how did Jesus get you? And and was Rob a part of this program at this point in time?
2: Rob's always been there, and he always will, I think. Uh, at this particular time, I was sitting in the uh, the Kairos, uh classroom, as such. It's uh, no different to a hall like this. It's a visiting centre, and there was a whiteboard and everything. Uh, seemed to go dark around it and this whiteboard came to life and and, and it came to me and I felt it enter and I I could I could feel and see Jesus and I said to the person next to me I said did you see that he goes no I didn't I said you didn't see Jesus come down he's like no everybody sees Jesus different I went wow, I'm never going to tell another person (laughs) you know I'm going to get drug tested from corrections any minute now you know but uh I sort of accepted it was true because he followed me back to the cell when I started this relationship with uh, with Jesus, and uh, he would answer, you know, that, that that's the incredible thing, and uh, and I said, look, uh, now that I'm with you, gotta uh, you know, about telling you what to do with that Bible and that, you know, I'm very sorry, but uh, you can't water grace down, and, and and I knew that he he loved me through all the. Uh, through all my jail sentences, through all my wrong, and uh, he had a plan for me, and I was always meant to be here, I just went the long way around to get here, and now we've got a God so powerful that we can't even exaggerate, you know, I I, I try and brag for him, but uh, you just can't, you know, He he just knocks the wind out of you and presses you again, and every time God does something, we're still shocked, I don't know why we're shocked, you know, you know, Jesus has been doing incredible things for over 2,000 years now, but we still stand there catching flies when it happens. Yeah.
0: So good. I love that phrase, you can't water grace down. Did you guys hear that? Like, so, so powerful. It's so true. Um, so talk to us. How's, how's life been since then? You, you get saved, you get out of prison. What's the role uh, Kairos has continued to play in your life? And What's, been the ju- what's the journey been like in terms of some of the ups and downs? Dave, could
1: I just interrupt there? and Absolutely. Because I, I've been privileged to share part, Moose's journey with him since he's come out. And I don't know if, if he would... Um, well, I know he, he'd share all of it, but, but, but he'd be too... Um, um, not bashful is not the right word. He's not a bashful guy. But um, it's been... A, he's 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 struggled he has struggled like you wouldn't believe you you've heard his prehistory if you like and um, and the changes that i've seen in this man over that time and, and the dark days he's had and and the way that he's struggled with those dark days and to come through them and and praise god even more strongly um you can see why I, I stay involved in, in prison ministry because, uh, you know, well, you guys—we worship an amazing God, don't we? Praise God, you know, and and so it hasn't been an easy journey for him. Yeah. Um, he's surrounded by temptation of his old life, um, and yet, and yet, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ just wins through every time. This is, um, yeah. This is where uh,
2: God uses people, uh, just normal people like yourself. Um, Rob was nothing special. Uh, as such, he's not famous. He, he did live in Unley, so he was. <laughs> he, he, he was a snob, and uh, the uh, the five people you surround yourself by, you become. So Rob's getting tattooed next week. He's. Uh, moving into the into the hood with me and... Uh, no, but this is the incredible thing with, with, with the Kairos team. This is what uh, blew my mind uh, initially when I, after I took advantage of their biscuits, I found out that it does cost them uh, a, a few dollars to go into the prison. They're lining up. They've got to do security checks to get in the prison. Here I am, I just spent all my money on a lawyer trying to, trying to get out of prison. He's paying to get in. So I really had to show him that amount of respect, you know. And, uh... Uh, Getting back to your question, what's happened? Yeah, Rob is right. I I, I did come out. I I didn't um, end my addiction straight away. Um, I did go back to jail uh, once after, uh, walking with the Lord. Um, uh, My psychiatrist explained it uh, as someone coming out of the jungle and getting dropped into New York. I had to learn a whole new language, a whole new way to talk, how to treat people, um, how to pay bills, uh, what legal money is, and no, um, it, 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 no, nah, nah, you, you, you laugh, but uh, I, I was in a, in a total uh, culture of um, of just everything uh, was criminal. Just uh, getting our free electricity, uh, you know, uh, was just natural. We, what, no one on their mo- right mind would pay for electricity if it wasn't for God. <laughs> I still battle with that, obviously, don't I? <laughs> but uh, the, the good Lord uh, gives me some extra money, but. Uh, uh, in, in in the, in the uh, in my old culture, th- things were easier, you know. Um, uh, it was easy just to have a hit of drugs to worry about the problem instead of uh, battling through it. But as soon as I uh, fully surrendered and stopped, uh, you know, I've always got to look for a scheme, you know. Like with God, I'd say, well, marijuana, it's not what goes into your body, it's what comes out, you know. Trying to reverse everything around to suit me. And as and soon as uh, you know that he's a, 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 a pure, just, holy God... He, 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 you know, sin doesn't dwell with him, so uh, I started to take a different different posture and really started to benefit my life by uh, paying to do short courses that w- w- would make my life better, doing addiction courses. Um, to cut a long story short, I, I did beat uh, a lot of the demons. I, I am full-blown bipolar, um, suffered all my life. These fellas here have got me to doctors and... Uh, I've, I haven't committed an offence or anything in over two years. Um, yeah. But with Rob, uh, it's not just uh, to going into a prison. It's not just taking me to church on Sunday. He will uh, pick me up take me shopping. Uh, another fellow from Kairos stepped up and, and, and gave me a job uh, doing test and tag. You've got to remember I was a tattooist for, for 20-something years at $150 an hour. Now I'm down to $1.50 a tag. so. Uh, but, but there's something inside that makes me happy. And I, I did uh, leave tattooing for a little bit. And um, I started to have a knock-off drink after work. So I said to God, I really don't think going back to tattooing is really for me. I need to pray into this. Give me a sign. I'm, I'm one of these people that, that expect a sign like no other, so I, I, I demand it. And... Um, um, <laughs> I don't know what do i do that for rob I, I always uh demand this thing from god so god thought it was a, be a great idea that the government brought in new laws if you've got a criminal record or outlaw motorcycle club you can't tattoo so I, I lost my job overnight i haven't got the heart to tell everybody that that lost their job that that was my prayer sorry about that guy i won't be so demanding next time but uh Because God's got a uh, great sense of humour, he thought it'd be great to uh, send me back to Tabor Christian College and uh, I'd done Cert four in youth work. And uh, God just looked down and had a bit of a laugh and my first job was at an Aboriginal church at Ferroden Park. Me with swastikas, talking to these young lads, you know, most of them were Aboriginal, a couple of African-Asian and I thought, this is the God of true through grace and, yeah. and and I'm going to use you you know you, you, you're, a, you're a living person I'm a living God let's work together yeah. and uh, I, I was pretty happy with that you know it, it boosted my um, uh, way I looked at, at Christ and thought well you know you can use me so I started to pray uh, what can you do do for me God and what can I do for you and I started to guest speak with Kairos, and that, that was good too. You know, I, I, I love uh, reaching the people. But God had this uh, amazing plan, and uh, just uh, under two years ago, uh, the Church of Christ Mile End gave me the keys to their building, and I passed through a Wednesday night program called Jaunt. We have a a wonderful array of people. We're blessed by the presence of the Long Riders, the Compadres Motorcycle Club, people getting out of prison, other pastors just going there for a top up. So it's a a place of uh, just coming, getting topped up, come as you are. We've got a great thing, you know, you can belong before you believe. And, uh, you know, people get worried, uh, are we going to convert them? Uh, But, you know, people, please don't convert. If you can't convert me, please don't desert me. So we don't desert them, you you know what I mean? We, We just walk alongside them. We don't talk into people's life. We don't get them into rehab. We can't do that as humans, you know. We've got to walk alongside them, be a friend. Find out their interest and get the conversation going. You know, the first couple of churches I had dealings with, they'd done everything on their own agenda. They never got personal. They never wanted to know what makes me happy. You know, they just tick the boxes and, and, and that's it on a Sunday. You know, they give you a little leftover food, that's it. So God put it on my heart. Wednesday night, midweek, come along, get a top up. We serve pizza. Me and my friend Peter Hill started it. Um, I started it with a dole check, just to give people some pizza, and uh, God has uh, fulfilled that dole check, and now putting uh, food and fellowship and the word on the table uh, every week. And nobody's doing nothing. uh, Wednesday night, we have a great guest speaker, Shifty from the Long Riders, who's gone from criminal to, uh, to praise as well, and he's now leading the uh, Long Riders here in Adelaide, so he's got a great testimony. But we have guests, guest speakers come through quite a bit. We have them from England and all over the world. And uh, the ministry was uh, not so much a 40-minute sermon because, you know, me, me and my and friends, we got a, a short attention span. So we'd like to give the, the drag racing of sermons in under 15 minutes. And uh, I'm not saying you waffle on. No, no, no. Right? But... Uh, We're off thinking about other things, so uh, we'd rather get around the table and fellowship, and the guest speakers we do bring in, they have been trained with the Word, so we are accountable with the teaching. So um, it's just a a new way of being in church, we we call it, it's called uh, jaunt. Jaunt quite simply means to go on a journey or travel with joy, and uh, it's another initiative uh, of Jesus Christ, of course.
0: Yeah, that's so good, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? So you said, a, I think we've got the idea here that we could probably talk for the next four hours and just keep chatting. Um, you said a couple couldn't of th- afford it. <laughs> <laughs> said a couple of things I want to pick up on. Um, just hearing you talk about Jesus and grace, I'd love you just to take a couple of minutes and tell us about Jesus. When you when someone comes in and you love them and you you, you spend time with them and that conversation comes to Jesus, who's Jesus and what's he done in your life?
2: Well, Jesus—he's my everything. He's the uh, King of all kings. He's the King of my life. And uh, I tried it without him, and it didn't get me very far. But the doors he's opening now—Jesus uh, Christ—showed uh, me love. Uh, I, although I've never uh, fallen in love with with a woman, still to this day, I've never let my guard down. Uh, I have with Jesus, and uh, he's fulfilled that. He's very rewarding. Um, he is great all the time. Uh, the flesh comes along, man comes along and gets in, in the way. And uh, just know that he is good all the time. That that wasn't his plan, but he's right there to readjust the plan. Uh, I, uh, I experienced a night of near suicide and Jesus held me. And it's the first time I physically held him. So I know he's very real. It's like good pizza. You're going to brag about the pizza up the road if it's good. So with Jesus. Don't be, don't be scared to scare it, share it, you know what I mean? But 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 do it do it in a way that suits that person. If you corner someone in the pub and um, they just don't want to hear it, well, that's not what you're about. But at the end of the night, they say, hey mate, you're a good bloke, why are you so happy? You go, Jesus. Yeah. And then the next couple of weeks, they'll end up asking you anyway. And uh, he came into my life in prison, you know, unconditionally and I don't think even Jesus noticed that I was tattooed or or anything like that. Uh, um, Jesus would probably leave his wallet around near me, you know. He knows my heart. (laughs) But um, like I say to people, if you're not getting stuff broken or stolen in church, you're getting the wrong people there. So if it happens, bless it, embrace it. And uh, I just encourage everybody, if prison ministry is on your heart, get on board because it doesn't change our lives, uh spectacularly like you think but it changes your lives you come out of there a better person knowing that you've gone in there and and you've been obedient to the scripture you've been obedient to your calling I just figure everybody does get a calling not everyone acts upon it people act upon it they get attacked and uh, they don't endure their ministry just whatever you're going through just get through it put Jesus the centerpiece but just to know that you're loved unconditionally Yes, grace, you can't water it down, but it's not an excuse. You know, you keep doing the same thing, and, and, and it keep, that, that's deliberate sin. That, that, that That's that's very bad. Accidental sin, we're human, we're flesh. I learn by it. I just learn to love, you know. Since I'm loving people, I don't get the hassles that i got. You know, all the fights I, I, I've ever been in, there, there was one common denominator. I was at every one of them fights. So as soon as I looked at myself and said, Jesus changed me, so it, it, it was a lot of tears, a lot of hard work, like Rob said, uh, a lot of pain to beat certain addictions. And and, 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 and it's, it's easy for some people to do that. When when your life, you hide behind violence, your first reaction is to slap someone, you know, instead of talking over and say, hey, I love you, brother. As soon as I started to accept some people for the differences, I've made a lot of friends. I don't care if you wear sandals anymore. (laughs) I don't care if you wear shirts like that anymore. I I, I love you, all right? I don't care if you do a 40-minute sermon, I love you, all right? So the people I've met along the way, we are all the same. I had to hear it from this fool here for five years. Sorry, Moose, I can't speak your language. In the end, I said, Rob, I've been friends with you for five years. We've had a conversation in the car every time, you know? we do speak the same language, it's called love, and love is an incredible, powerful thing that Jesus just reeks of, you know, you get three voices in your head, you know, yours, the enemies, and God's, God's only leads to love, if you're listening to that voice that leads to revenge, or you know, insecurity, that's not God's voice at all, if it leads to love, listen, because that's the voice you're supposed to be tuning in on, and you know, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the grace of God. And grace is an incredible word. Uh, if you've, anybody who's you've seen my testimony DVD that's travelled the world, I, I said growing up I thought Grace was this amazing lady that made great tea. Because when I was an apprentice spray painter, we, we had a lady there called Grace and she was the cleaner and tea lady. So when God came into my life and I was surrendered, I heard the words of a mate, I went, it's not even a lady you know, like it's a word. It's a it's a it's a way of life. It's a, it's everything. You know, so uh, Jesus is is an incredible, incredible uh, healer, incredible lover, incredible guidance, and uh, he he makes the uh, the impossible possible. And I've got to share your story from this week because uh, I just have to. It's an incredible story. For five years, I've been praying uh, to God for a motorcycle. With no money in the bank, no nothing, I says I want this bike, God, and I kept praying, I kept praying. Little did I know, like, asking God for a motorbike when you haven't got an income or anything like that, you know, you might as well just ask for the impossible. So I, I believe this would happen. So uh, this, this week, uh, a fellow came over and saw a few toy cars I have in my spare room, and he bought me a new Triumph Bonneville and I gave him a few toy cars and I'm a brand new bike owner. And uh, uh, yeah, all the, all the praise in the world for God because uh, it's just an incredible story. You know, I'm so lazy, I didn't even bring any fish or bread, he just multiplied it anyway. And uh, you know, God knows I'm lazy, that's why you got the stools out and it's just <laughs> wonderful. And uh, But you know what I'm saying, you can pray, but you've got you to... Gotta, understand that god will answer it you know so be careful what you pray for and always be two prayers ahead you know i have been praying for a bike but i haven't got a license so that's the next prayer i should have been doing <laughs> so it's sitting in my kitchen and i need to do the two day riders course so keep me in your prayers i need some finances in a couple of days to do that so uh, if you pray for something be two prayers ahead like i said yeah that's so good
0: i'd love to keep chatting and i'm very aware of time as well um So, we'll close up in a second, then we're going to invite Lee Cunningham to come up, but can you just, we've talked a lot as a church recently about this idea of what you mentioned, um, belong before we believe, so it's belong, believe, and then actually it's about the transformation, not behaving, but becoming, uh, and then building, and I'd just love to take a moment for you just to talk about this guy sitting next to you, and um, I think when I first saw Rob, you just, like, this is a man who's being Jesus' hands and feet in a dark place, and when we talk about serving and building the kingdom of God, everyone has a call, like you said. Um, sometimes we choose not to follow it. Sometimes we, we push through it and endure it. What's Rob meant to you? Um, what's those people who have just faithfully followed Jesus? No one, you know, not being this super incredible superhero figure coming into prison, but just loving people. Uh, and how, what's your word to us? What's your, if you had a leaving message to us as a community, what would that be?
2: That's the very thing. They're not superheroes coming into the prison, they are very much broken people where they're at. And uh, when I when, say the course that I was on, uh, there's a guy called uh, Alastair, and he hopped up. You've got to remember that the, Correctional officers sit up the back and, and monitor the course. And this Alastair said, uh, I saw him hop up. I said, hey, this guy was my drug dealer once. What's he doing playing a Christian for, you know? And he started to talk. He says, I used to be a drug dealer at my pizza show. And I, I said, whoa, bosses in the room. He, can he say that, you know? And then he started to say how God transformed him. And I'm like, wow. Then the next person got up. And to look at him, you think, oh, well, you know. Then he starts talking about how he's lost a daughter and, you know, he's all, his, all his trust is in God and that now. And you think, these people are just as broken as me. They, 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 just, they just never got caught and come to jail or whatever. You know, they were still sinners. And this is where God uses ordinary people like uh, like yourselves, you know. If I can leave you with just one message, um, don't be a stale Christian. Get up, get active, you're serving a living God. There's an empty tomb that proves that. Amen. Get up, get active, get on board, start giving up your time. If you don't think you've got the time or energy, pray into it because God will give you that extra time and energy. Because this fella here, he could have stayed in Unley. He could have stayed in the comfort of, of his air-conditioned house and, 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 and the luxury of, of a good job and, yep. you know, the, the luxury of his sandals and cold shirt. <laughs> but he decided to step out in faith because something was on his heart and it's according to the scripture. You know, and there's ministries everywhere. And, and, and this is this is just a church building. But when all of you leave, you're taking the church on the streets. And people like me at the start of their journey, we looked at you and we judged and, and we wanted friendship and we wanted to fit in. And all of you church people been praying for biker types and criminals to come into your church. And when you did, you didn't know what to do with us. So Understand that God is going to answer your prayers. With the future of Christianity. I've been promised that we're going to rise up. We're going to become leaders in the community. We're going to pave the way for, for anybody else that's got barriers. Because, because the, the first two years of my Christianity was trying to find cool Christians. You know, some of that had a tattoo. Some of that had a bike. Knowing that I wasn't this, you know, alien, uh, demented by drug use or something. So as soon as God started putting some people in my life, uh, people uh, like like the Long Riders and the Capadres, and that. Uh, we have our friend Chili over there, who's first time in this church today. People, he wanted in here by coincidence, yeah. right? He didn't know anyone, didn't know I was going to be here today. So go up and make him feel welcome because the, these are the very people that are leading the way with Jesus on their motorcycles okay. and portraying a new image of Christ you know, and, and, and if you ever go to their biker church on a Sunday, Rob walks in there and they make him feel like one of them, it's one of them churches where you don't have to dress, you know, nothing worse than the church, go, we accept you, but we'd love you to dress like this, or they buy you some deodorant discreetly and they want to give you some uh, <laughs> leftover food to make you happy, and that no, 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 find out who the person is sitting next to you if you've never seen them before. You know, ask them five questions about their life. Get to know that person. And when you do get to know them, during the week, find some things that might interest you. You know, oh, I was on the net. What do you think of this bike or something, you know? And they'll get to know you, and and they'll do the same. But please, please, honestly, if you really do uh, think that we belong before we believe, we'll take that in your stride, and it's a journey. Let God do his work. Plant the seed by all means, but don't hang around and prune it and water it Fertilize—that's God's job. You know, you overwater it; they get flooded, they can't breathe. They, they, they run away from the church. You know, so you very people are the first people anyone gets to meet. You may never get to meet the pastor the first day there, especially in some of the bigger churches. So that person they sit next to—they have no knowledge about the way church. If that person doesn't connect with them, we're offended. You know, we, we don't just walk away from your church. We walk away from God until until Jesus really starts to reveal Himself, and, and, and you've got to look past the people. But but you as as, as Christians, you are you, you, you're the front runners. We, you, you are the face of Christ. Yeah, yeah. So start reflecting it. You know, so, get in amongst yeah. us. Don't be frightened. We're going to make mistakes. Um, Rob, see me make some mistakes. Uh, he still come and visited me, yeah. but now he organises my finances. You know, he doesn't treat me like a child, but you know, I didn't know how to, to deal with finances. I never had a bank account, uh, tax file number, etc. cetera. You know, w- when you ring up the tax file office and uh, they laugh at you and then they do something, they go, actually, we want to talk to you. I said, that's great, hang up and run <laughs> off. So, um, you know, it's a whole new language and it's you people. It's not, it's not your pastor, it's not your care pastors, it's none of that. We get amongst the seats, that's where we sit while the while the pastor talks. So we, we need we need you. Yeah. We need you. Just yeah, to offer know. us a, a,
0: a night out or something, please. Yeah. The priesthood of all believers. Um Lee, I'm gonna invite you up and we'll invite the band up and I'd just love us to pray over you, Moose, and your sure. ministry and what you're doing with John and rob over you and kairos and uh what god's doing there and, and feel
2: free to come up and talk to me and rob and make yourself known to chili and his beautiful wife he's got a great story about health and healing jesus has done an amazing life a job in their life and they're so proud to share it so talk to them too
0: so let's stand to our feet and let's pray Gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for transformation. God, we thank you for grace. Uh, And the truth is that all of us are wretches. It doesn't matter if you're standing at the bottom of the ocean or at the top of Mount Everest, you still can't touch the moon by jumping. And uh, it's only by grace, it's only by you coming down to us and reaching into our situation and pulling us out. And so, God, we just humble ourselves before you and we thank you that you are doing a mighty work in this city and that you came for the least and the lowly, but you also came for the high and the mighty uh, because none of us are near you and you come to us. And so God, we just want to pray over Moose and John and this ministry. And I pray right now as we... um, just come into this space God that you'd start to stir the hearts the minds and the spirits of people in this room to get involved in these ministries to get out of these walls and to serve the kingdom of God with a simple hello with a simple how are you doing And so we want to pray a blessing upon Moose and upon his ministry, and we pray that we would see many, many more sons and daughters come to glory through this ministry of Jaunt and beyond. And God, we want to lift up Rob, we want to lift up Kairos' ministry, and we declare, God, a renewal over that ministry. Father, we thank you for the faithful saints who for year after year after year have gone into prisons and loved people, uh, and that needs renewal. And so, God, we pray that you'd raise up the next generation, to go into that place, to go into these prisons, to go into places that people want to get out of, not get into, and to share the love of Jesus, not just to preach the gospel, but to be the gospel, to be a life transformed. So we pray for Kairos, we pray for Rob and his team, and we ask that you would multiply the fruit of that ministry and that you would increase your favour upon that ministry and blessing upon that ministry. We speak against the devil and his work and against his servants and their desire to tear that ministry down. And we just rebuke him in Jesus' name. And we pray that there will be open doors because your desire and your heart is for your people as we read earlier today from Matthew 25 is that we would go into prisons and we'd clothe the naked and feed the hungry. So Lord, we pray for these guys and we thank you that they would come and they would share Uh, and let us hear your word to us today and take action